BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and miniskirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Did you see? My new book, Embrace Your Almost, is officially out in the world, and I can't believe it's available to you anywhere books are sold. You can grab it from Amazon or Target or Barnes & Noble or Books A Million. There's some special editions out there, too. Target has an exclusive edition. Barnes & Noble and Books A Million both have signed editions. And you can also get it at local independent bookstores. Anywhere books are sold, you should be able to find it. So if you are walking through a season of unmet expectations or disappointment or broken dreams or waiting or uncertainty, this book will bless your life. If you are not in one of those seasons, but you're just not entirely sure what's next for you, this book will bless your life. And if you have a loved one or a friend or a sister who's walking through a season like that, who's dealing with unmet expectations or broken dreams or uncertainty or waiting, this book will be such a great gift for her or something to pass on to her. So if that sounds like something you need or something a loved one in your life needs, grab a copy. Grab a copy from Amazon. Grab a copy from Barnes & Noble, from Target, from anywhere books are sold. I cannot wait to hear what you think. And I cannot wait to not only get this message in your hands, but also for you to pass on this message and share it because I believe it's more than a message. It's a movement. So as you listen, as you go about your day, I would love for you to put it in order, grab a copy and start reading as soon as it arrives at your door. Hi. Welcome to episode number three in the series that we are doing on really embracing your almost, or in other words, embracing unmet expectations and life not looking how you thought it would. And today I want to talk about how to dream again when your dreams go sideways, when your dreams get disrupted or delayed or even seemingly destroyed. It can be really hard to know how do I move forward from here? And so one of the chapters in my book covers this in a lot of detail, but I'm going to discuss it here. So this episode pairs with that guide so that you can use these in tandem. If you don't use the guide, that's totally fine. But I just wanted to set it up to where you can use them in tandem. So today we're going to dig into how do you move forward when you feel like you're forced to move forward in a direction that you never thought you'd have to go or in a direction you didn't want to go? And how do you dream again when it feels like your dreams have kind of been delayed, disrupted, or even destroyed. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. So it's the golden question. How do you dream again, let alone get up when it feels like life has thrown you a curveball, knocked you down, punched you in the throat, kicked you in the side, made you feel like, how did I get here? 
Like everything was working out and then all of a sudden it wasn't and I don't know where to go from here. Life has forced my hand into a direction I didn't plan to go or delayed my timeline or delayed my life and I just feel stuck. I feel discouraged. I feel frustrated, all of the above. And it can be really hard to know, like, where do I go from here? And how do I move forward from here in a healthy way? Because I don't know about you, but I know that when I feel defeated or discouraged or both, sometimes I distract myself. Like I get, I tend to naturally want to get really busy with work, with obligations, with things to do so that I don't have to think about the thing that's frustrating me so that I don't have to deal with the emotional frustration or feelings that come with discouragement, devastation, delays, disruptions, like all of that. And sometimes the best way to uh, forget about things is to distract yourself. But then unfortunately, it eventually comes back up, right? The discouragement isn't going to magically disappear. It may just get like tucked away for a while. And so distraction, I think, is a tool that we tend to use as like a coping mechanism. I know I've done that. And I do that in various situations in my life. But when life lets me down or just isn't going how I thought or I'm frustrated or sad or discouraged, I I tend to distract myself. That's kind of my like default is like, well, get busy, do something else. Don't think about it, you know. And it wasn't until I walked through some really big devastation in my life, like life-altering devastation, like loss, which I write about in the book, that I really, for the first time, felt like that doesn't even really feel like a viable option. Like, yes, I could try to distract myself, but it was almost like the grief I was experiencing was bigger than anything I could distract myself with. It was like demanding my attention. And maybe you're familiar with that feeling, or maybe you're experiencing that feeling now. Maybe there's something in your life that is just a gaping hole. Maybe it's like a a wound that is just torn open. Maybe it's, you know, a, a huge like sinkhole that you can't avoid. You could try to dodge it and go around it and pretend it's not there, but it's like, bottom line is it's going to be there. And it's almost too big to like tuck away and ignore. And in fact, doing so would probably be pretty unhealthy. But at the same time, like you still have to live your life. And I think this is the biggest challenge is like when we're super discouraged or hurt or let down or all of the above, when something in life has really not met our expectations and even broken our heart, it's tough because it's like that thing needs attention the damage, the collateral damage that that causes needs attention. It demands attention, like pain, grief, anger, those big feelings, like they take up space and they demand our attention. But the tricky part is we also can't just like focus on that hundred percent and like not live our life. Like there's still responsibilities in life. Right. And there's still things we have to do day to day. And it's like, how do you balance that? And also how do you not just solely focus on your responsibilities and to the point where you're trying to distract yourself and ignore the very real and big feelings that may be coming up from a disruption or dis- or, or, or delay or destroy dream or devastating heartbreak, right? Like, how do you do both? And I think that is something that can be really hard to answer. And it's something I really struggled with, especially after walking through pregnancy loss and stuff, because I remember just feeling like, how do you go back to business as usual? Like, how do you just live your life and do all the things and check all the boxes and check the to-do list and like go back to life as usual when life is not as usual, when something major has like disrupted my life and my direction and my path and everything that I was planning on doing. And maybe you haven't walked through pregnancy loss. Maybe you have, but maybe you've walked through something else. Maybe you just walked through a breakup that completely disrupted your plans for the next however many years of your life. Or, you know, maybe you, you know, lost a job. And that was like set, that was a stepping stone, a very critical stepping stone 
on the journey to where you were going, or maybe something else. Maybe there's been some brokenness in your family, or maybe you got a health diagnosis that like totally shifted your world upside down. Like who knows? I don't know what it is, but we all have these things that completely disrupt our like vision of where we're going, our daily life, our, our direction, all of that. And it's like, okay, so I don't know how to give that the space it requires to process and and move forward in a healthy way while still dealing with like the fact that I have responsibilities in life. Like, how do you do that? You know, practically. And I was really stuck on that. And after my first pregnancy loss, I remember I spent like a week or so just kind of like wallowing. Like I just didn't have motivation to do anything. I also had a very physical experience going on. And you may know what that feels like if you have walked through that or if you have other physical challenges you've walked through, maybe a chronic illness or something else where it's like you can't get up off the couch as much as you want to. Like you're just so stuck, you know? And so for the first week or so, that was kind of what it was like for me. And thankfully, I had a flexible career to where I was able to just take that time. But then I just started to feel almost worse because I was like, okay, I'm literally just like hiding away from the world, have no motivation to do anything, but I'm also like not wanting to just sit here and wallow, but I also don't want to just distract myself. Like, how do I move forward from here? And I remember I was given some really good advice and it helped me just kind of take those first steps forward. And I cover this in so much more detail, the story, the like actual experience, the advice, everything in a lot more detail in chapter three of the book. So I won't go too much in depth because I don't want to like spoil a ton, but I'll give you an overview of the advice that I was given and how you can apply this to your life, whether you have just walked through something super devastating that has completely disrupted your life or you are just feeling stuck because maybe some dreams of yours have been put on the back burner after something went wrong with them or you know you got distracted with other things or life got in the way or whatever. So the advice I was given when I was trying to figure out how do I just go back to life without just ignoring the very real, you know, processing and healing that needs to happen and how do I move forward in a, in a effective and healthy way without just like distracting myself, right? And how do I also take care of the responsibilities in my life that I feel very unmotivated to even touch? I was given the advice to start with one normal thing a day. And at first, that sounds kind of trite. It's like, really? Like, duh, we have to do one normal thing a day. But I think if we can like zero in on what that looks like, it actually feels very practical. And so, for example, when I was given that advice, I was like, okay, what could that look like? And so I just started, basically it's like giving yourself a micro goal for the next day, the day after that, the day after that, like the next like five days, one micro goal a day for the next five to seven days. Does that mean you won't do any other things throughout those days? Probably not. Like if you're a real human with other responsibilities in life, it's probable that you will not be able to just like sit on your couch and eat Cheetos, right? Like you probably have some other responsibilities that you have to tend to. But the point is, if you have one micro goal, one simple, doable, enjoyable goal of something that you're going to do that's scheduled and decided for the next day and the day after that and the day after that and the day after that, it gives you something to aim for and look forward to. So for in my life, when I was walking through this and trying to figure out like, how do I move forward from here? I don't want to just like work full time and just cram my schedule full and do a bunch of stuff to distract myself, but I also have responsibilities. The way this looked for me when I decided to create my one normal thing a day list or schedule was I put, okay, day one, I'm going to go for a walk, a long walk. Cause I really hadn't done much exercise in the last you know week or two since I had gone through my loss. I had just been like kind of laying around and doing little things here and there around the house, but I was just feeling like completely kind of like a potato. I was just like, 
I just am completely unmotivated. So I just said, okay, maybe I'm not going to go do like a hit workout at the gym, but I'm going to go for a long walk. And so that was my goal for Monday. And then the next goal for Tuesday was like something for work. I wrote down, I don't remember exactly. It's in the book documented, but um, I put something like, you know, answer, like, you know, zero out your inbox or something like that, like a professional goal. And then the next day, you know, was go to dinner with a friend or something like that. So I had these micro goals, something that was like doable, bite size not miserable to do, not overwhelming, but something that I could feel, you know, that feeling you get when you can like check something off your to-do list. That is kind of the sense of like satisfaction that I needed in small increments to help move me forward versus if I just had this long to-do list. Cause did like, did I have other things I needed to get done that week? Yeah. But if I would have just been like, okay, Monday, do all of these things and Tuesday, do all of these things. I would have felt massively overwhelmed. And I don't know if I even would have had the motivation to do it. So Mapping things out with these like daily micro goals of just like small steps I could take one normal thing a day uh, for a handful of days at a time was like kind of the the shift that helped me get out of a funk, if you will, helped me get unstuck a little bit. Because what happened was Monday, I went for a three or four mile walk, got fresh air. I started to feel a little bit more like myself. Tuesday, I got back and plugged, plugged into work a little bit more, had some healthy communication with some people, got some you know, fires put out and things taken care of that I had kind of neglected for the several days prior Wednesday or whatever the next day was, I went to dinner with a friend and got like dressed up and put makeup on and like laughed with somebody and like did something normal, you know, which like seems so small. It seems so trite. But what was interesting is by like day three of this practice, I was feeling so much more myself and had so much more motivation to add in other things to the day. So for example, Thursday, I started, you know, I got laundry done and I got a few other things done that had just kind of like I had been kind of doing, but not like feeling motivated to finish and complete the task. And so my point is like having, it seems trite and it may seem even a little unrealistic if you're like, hi, I have like dogs and children and people to take care of. Um, But trying to just give yourself something specific and something simple that you can aim to do tomorrow, the next day, the next day, and the day after that, that doesn't mean you won't, maybe you still have to show up for work. Okay, whatever. But, or maybe, you know, you still have to do carpool line or something else. That's fine. Maybe you still have to cook dinner. Okay. But that, that may be your one normal thing of the day. Or maybe you just have something else that's kind of like, no, I haven't gone for a walk in a long time. I haven't spent time in fresh air. I've just been so, you know, indoors and whatever. I'm going to, I'm going to make that my like micro goal for tomorrow. Do I still have to pick up kids in the carpool line? Yes, but I'm going to make it mine one normal thing a day going for a walk. And when I can check that off, that is enough. That's a win for the day. Giving yourself one simple, specific and enjoyable thing to aim for each day for a handful of days in a row will like almost, I don't know. It's almost like it gives you your spark back a little bit. It gives you a little bit of like motivation back when you're feeling just like, what's the point of anything, you know? Um, and you're just kind of like sleepwalking through your days, getting stuff done. If you have one specific thing to aim for that you would consider a win if you completed it, that will help your day-to-day for that time where you're trying to move forward from something you may not want to have to move forward from. It will make it a little bit more fruitful. It will make it feel a little bit more enjoyable. And it'll help you move forward in a in a healthy way because it's not like you're just cramming your schedule with like all these things to distract yourself. And you're also at the same time, not just laying on the couch and wallowing day after day after day, right? It like gives you something small to aim for. So if you're trying to move forward 
after something has disrupted your life or absolutely devastated you or, you know, shifted your direction or thrown you a curveball, some sort of practice like that or like discipline like that can be really helpful. And you'll find that after a couple of days, you're so much more motivated to add in another thing and another thing and another thing slowly, but surely. And eventually you kind of slowly work yourself back into life. You work yourself back into business as usual, if you will. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for- one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. 
Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. Is business as usual? No, life is different now. Things have changed. You've been thrown a curveball. You've been changed in the process. You've been refined through the fire, whatever that may look like. Maybe you don't have the relationship you thought you would, or maybe you know your family looks different than you thought you would, or you don't have the home you thought you would, or your job looks different. But that doesn't mean that it can't be healthy. Doesn't mean it's great. Doesn't mean it feels good, but it does mean that you're processing and you're moving forward can be done in a healthy and sustainable way so that you give yourself the space you need to process those things while still taking positive steps forward rather than just staying stuck, wallowing and feeling like you're not moving or on the flip side, the opposite extreme of that is like busying yourself so much that you just ignore the feelings. And then a year later, they come out in a really ugly and unhealthy way, right? So that's a really helpful tool, I think, and practice or process to slowly and sh- but surely and healthily move forward from a devastation or disruption in your life or your dreams. And honestly, be able to dream again, to be able to, as you start getting back into life and you start getting kind of, I hate to say it this way, but like kind of getting your mojo back or getting your like groove, getting back in the groove of life, right? And kind of easing in that way. It's like you slowly find the courage to, to dream again, to put yourself out there again, to take risks again. You know, maybe you got fired from a job or you had to walk away from a job because it wasn't working out for you. And it can feel like, or maybe you're, you're a superior in your job just really hurt you. And you've felt like maybe I need to leave this toxic environment, but it also feels scary to put yourself out there again for other opportunities. Cause you're afraid the same thing could happen. Or maybe you had a relationship go sideways, maybe with a friend or a significant other. And now it's scary to try to put yourself out there and find community again, because what if someone else betrays you or to go on a date? Because what if he ghosts you too? Or what if he breaks up with you and blindsides you? You know, like that's that risk of like, man, if I like put myself out there again, or I like dream again, that feels silly because my dream has been delayed or disrupted or destroyed before. So that's why I say like easing back into life can help you get to the point where you feel the ability to dream again or easing back into the dating scene or easing back into professional opportunities, whatever that may look like. Like it may not be life in general. It may be just easing back in one normal, one small step toward putting open your, opening yourself to relationships again, or building a new friendship or, you know, pursuing other career opportunities. Maybe it's not just general life stuff that are your one normal thing a day. Maybe it's okay. On Monday, I'm going to update my resume on Tuesday. I'm going to, you know, look for 10 job opportunities that I think might be an interesting fit. On Wednesday, I'm going to email those my resume to those people. Like I'm going to take these small steps right forward after a big blow in my career. Or maybe when it comes to relationships, maybe it's on Monday, I'm going to, you know, I don't know, somehow put myself out. Like my point is like taking small steps. I'm not like familiar with the modern dating scene. <laughs> that makes me feel old and <laughs> married. But point being like, if there's something in your life that has just thrown you off course and that feels scary and you don't want to just like, you don't feel like you can just jump back into it. That's another way to dream again or to start moving toward that dream again, even if it feels scary or risky. And so even if it's not like I have to do one normal thing a day, another way to think of this is you can take one step a day. Um, the example I give in a book is like, if you have a dream that's been put on the back burner, like maybe you haven't had something devastating happen or you haven't had your heart broken, but you have had a dream kind of 
put on the back burner or a dream that feels a little scary to pursue again because it's gone wrong in the past, maybe with, like I said, a breakup or a friendship breakup or a career going sideways or whatever. And so there's something you really want to do or you really hope for, but it's also kind of scary to put yourself out there and to pursue it again because it feels like scary, you know, Um, or you just haven't really felt like you have the capacity or the time for it. Another way to look at this, to dream again and to start you know, recultivating that dream that maybe you've set aside for a little while for one reason or another is to just look at it as how can I take one step a day? So the example I give in the book is a bakery. Let's say you want to start a bakery and you have a good reason for wanting to start the bakery. It's something you've wanted to do for a long time. You tried it once before, didn't really work out. And so now that dream has kind of been put on the back burner or, you know, you thought you were going to pursue it and then something came and disrupted your plan. So you weren't able to open or you weren't able to pursue that the way you thought you would. So it's just kind of been there and you haven't really been able to do it, but now it's time to like pursue that dream again. A really helpful kind of similar to taking one normal or doing one normal thing a day to just help you move forward when life like really knocks you down. When you're trying to move toward a dream again that maybe hasn't worked out or that you haven't had time for, look at it in the same format, but think of it as one step a day. So you can make a one step a day list and it doesn't always have to be consecutive days, especially in this case. Like if you're building something or creating something or working towards something, maybe it's like every other day you're doing this or one day a week for the next five weeks or whatever it may look like, whatever's sustainable for your schedule. But for the sake of an example, let's just call it days one through five. So maybe if you're like, okay, I want to start a bakery, but I also don't want to like jump into the deep end and overwhelm myself and then end up like quitting before I even get to start. Instead of maybe spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on a space and equipment and all the things, maybe you start with one small step a day. So what that might look like is day one, you are going to make two to three recipes that you really love that you've made before. And then you're going to, you're going to bake those on day one. Then day two, even if they're not consecutive days, the second day that you're going to take a small step you're going to have family and friends or neighbors or colleagues try those recipes that you made, try those baked goods and give you feedback, tell you what they what they like about it, what they think could be better, what they don't like, et cetera. Then on day three, your third small step is perfect those recipes, right? Try to make those adjustments, try it again, see if it's better. And then maybe day four is you're going to create a little logo for your bakery business. You don't have the full equipment yet. You don't have the industrial kitchen. You don't have the the building space, but you're starting small. And so maybe day four is I'm going to create a logo and I'm going to create a name and kind of create a little bit of a brand for this like mini at-home bakery, you know, that I do. So create some sort of little branding can be very beginner, very, like very simple. It doesn't have to be your forever. It's just to give you something to start with. Then day five, maybe you go to some local cafes and coffee shops and ask if, ask if you can place a dozen baked goods a week in their shop or a dozen baked goods for the weekend in their shop and then see which ones are selling because this gives you a way to test your concept and gives you a small, very low risk way to start getting your product in front of people in your community and start building that rapport to then maybe decide, okay, these are selling really well on this side of town. They're not selling so well over here. This type of coffee shop seems to sell the banana nut muffins so much better than the chocolate chip cookies or whatever it is that you create and start like testing them. So if two of the five cafes that you go to or three of the five cafes you go to and ask for this, let's say three of them say yes. So then day five or six, the next day is basically to 
actually place them in there. And then day seven is to evaluate. Like, you know, the next maybe two weeks later is day seven. But point being like these one small step a day or one small step at a time, and you can break it down to these like teeny tiny micro steps, right? Versus open a bakery, have a full menu, create a big brand, drop hundreds of thousands of dollars and take out a loan to do that. Like that feels incredibly overwhelming. And no wonder like it's going to feel like this dream that needs to be put on the back burner. Like that's a lot. So maybe you don't start there. You know, maybe you get that dream off the back burner and you start dreaming again with these tiny micro steps and these small wins that can not only give you confidence in the craft that you have or the step you want to take in your life, whether that's a professional aspiration or a relationship or something else, but also affirm and also help you test the concept, also help you kind of dip your toe in the water without drowning in the deep end, right? (laughs) From the get-go. So these are just a couple like ways to rethink and reframe how you're going to pursue a dream or pursue a dream again or move forward when a dream doesn't work out how you thought and do so in a way that still allows space for growth, for healthy processing, for the things that really need to be tended to in a very doable way without doing nothing and just staying stuck and keeping the dream on the back burner or laying on the couch because you have no motivation or vice versa, jumping into the deep end or getting so busy that you're distracting yourself and drowning into do's that you don't actually give it the space it needs to develop healthily or for you to process your emotions in a way that will really help you move forward in a way that is sustainable and healthy and everything. So again, this is a lot. I know I'm rambling, but I think it's really important to discuss this because I don't think we talk about it a lot. I think we are told and society kind of gives us the cliche of like, well, if it doesn't work out, just get up and try again. And it's like, yes, but also like move forward in a way that is healthy when when you are knocked down. And when maybe you're not knocked down, but just you're trying to find the courage to dream again towards something that's been on your heart for a while and maybe been put on the back burner. What about moving forward in a way that feels sustainable and doable and something you can stick to rather than overcommitting yourself from the jump and then being in over your head, you know? So these are just a couple of different ways to think about it. Depending on where you find yourself, it will apply differently. Obviously, if you're like reeling from a big loss or heartbreak, your approach is probably going to be something more like the one normal thing a day just to get yourself moving again and back in the groove of life without ignoring the very real emotions and processing and healing that needs to happen. Or you may find yourself just with a dream on the back burner or something you've been wanting to do or needing to do or trying to do, maybe putting yourself out there again or pursuing a professional dream or something else, but you're just not really entirely sure where to start with that because it just feels really overwhelming. Maybe your plan is taking one step a day, one step toward that direction you want to go, getting that dream off the back burner, dreaming again, allowing yourself to put yourself out there in small doable steps without maybe going on a blind date or opening a bakery tomorrow. You know, maybe it's just one small step at a time. So I hope this helps. I hope this gives you a very practical and simple way to start dreaming again. If you feel like your dreams have been disrupted, delayed, or even seemingly destroyed. And lastly, I want to end with a few reflection questions. Well, first, I want to encourage you, you're not alone. We've all had our dreams disrupted, delayed, or destroyed in some way or another. And I want to end with the few questions that come from the book study guide. All right. Question one is, when something goes wrong, do you worry that you let others down or do you view yourself as a failure? Do you see it as your own failure, even if you didn't actually fail? If something knocked you down or went wrong, do you tend to like own that as your own failing, even if you had very little control over it? I'm just curious if this is something you do, because I know it's something I do, and that's part of what gets me kind of stuck in my head and feeling unmotivated and feeling just like, why would I try that again? I feel like I'm such a failure. So 
I'm just curious, like, do you worry that you let other people down or do you view yourself as a failure when something goes sideways, even if that's out of your control? And if you answer yes, I want you to consider why do you think you do that? Where does the voice that whispers that lie come from? Is it a voice from your childhood that told you, like, if you don't succeed, you're a failure? Or is it, you know, a voice of a bully from when you were younger? Is it your own, like, inner mean girl? (laughs) Is it the enemy? Like, where is, maybe it's a combination of those things, but try to, like, trace that back and think, what makes me think that? Like, realistically, I know I didn't fail. And if someone else was in this situation where something was out of their control and, therefore something went sideways, like I would not think of them as a failure. I wouldn't think that they let me down or their family down, but maybe when it's your own situation, you you tend to fight that lie. So if so, ask yourself, like, where does that come from? Where does that originate? And why do I think that? That's question one. The next question in the guide is in this season, where you're at right now, evaluate where you are. Do you need to make a one normal thing a day list to move forward after a hard thing, like after a heartbreak or a devastating setback or something that really broke your heart and really left you unmotivated? Or do you need to make a one step a day list to move the needle on your dreams so that you can dream again and move forward and move toward those dreams? So one normal thing a day really applies when you're just totally unmotivated, totally devastated, and just not sure how to move forward and get back to life and get back to like moving forward in any healthy way. And the one step a day list really applies if you're like, okay, maybe I haven't just, maybe I haven't just experienced some like devastating heartbreak or setback in a way that like breaks my heart, but I have some things that I really want to do or that I've been trying to do, but that have kind of been put on the back burner and I haven't been sure how to move those forward and move the needle on those things or to dream again when they've gone wrong before. So you decide and you consider, do I need to make a one normal thing a day list or do I need to make a one step a day list? And then lastly, regardless of which type of list you need to make, I want you to take some time to brainstorm what would go on your list. What steps do you need to take or what normal things could you do to really start moving you forward or moving you toward the thing you want to move toward? Jot down some things that you can do or steps you can take. I want you to really apply this to your life and your current situation. What do you want to move the needle on? Or how do you need to move forward? What do you need to move forward from? And how might you be able able to start doing that by easing back into life or easing toward your dreams? So take some time, maybe later this evening, if, if you're listening to this in the daytime during work or something, or maybe just after you finish this episode, give yourself 10 minutes to think about what this might look like for you and how you can use this very simple tool to move you forward or move you in the direction that you want to go. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less.
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.